It's the end of the week. These, these programs seem to fly by so quickly and our time together seems so short. But regardless of that, I, I want to thank you for the fact that you would take your time and you would be listening in. I hope you've had the opportunity to keep up with the theme and the thought, the topic that we've had for this week, the pursuit of happiness. You know, there's so many uh, snake oil salesmen. There's so many uh, motivational speakers. There's so many people, religious or otherwise, I want to talk to you about the real key to happiness. But can I tell you, real happiness will only be found at one source. And that's where we're going today. We have one source, one theme, the pursuit of happiness today. And because of the time and because of the amount that I've left that we need to squeeze in today, we're going to just give you a big info sandwich today, okay? We're going to give you a lot of Bible. I hope that's okay on a Bible study, on Bible tract echoes if I give you a lot of Bible. I won't get in trouble for that, will I? I hope you'll have a great Easter Sunday upcoming, great Resurrection Sunday. I hope you'll be in church. If you're not going to be in a good church, you need to find a good church. If you need help finding a good church, contact me. I'd love to help you with that. The announcer at the close of the program will tell you how you can get in contact with us. You can actually text me as well. Let me give you that number. One time, real slow. Are you ready? Text me at 309-316-7240. Text me at that number, 309-316-7240. If you need help finding a church for this Sunday, Lord willing, in the next 24 hours, give you plenty of time to map quest it. Well, we don't map quest anymore, do we? To use Google Maps or Apple Maps, whatever GPS you use, to figure out how to get to a church within driving distance of you, a Bible-believing, a Bible-preaching church. You need to be on church on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter Sunday. Now, we've been talking about the pursuit of happiness. Let's continue and conclude that theme today. You ready? We talked about the fact that to really find happiness, real joy. We began in 1 Thessalonians 5.16. The Bible says, rejoice evermore. That sounds like a command to me. Rejoice evermore. Not just a suggestion. Not just, a, oh, here's something you should try out. Rejoice evermore. Well, if it's a command that we should obey it, God gave it to us. But how do we do it? Well, the Bible explains it. We must start with Jesus. Why? Because the world started with him. Because life started with him. Because salvation started with him. But we also must stay with Jesus. You can't just think that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get saved. I'm going to accept Christ as my Savior. And then I'm going to completely ignore the family of God. I'm going to completely ignore God himself. I'm going to completely turn my back on Jesus because I've got this fire insurance. I'm not going to hell now, so nothing else matters. Well, that is not a recipe for success. That's not a recipe for happiness. That's not a recipe for true joy. You know what, friend? In, in my experience... The most miserable people in the world are backslidden Christians. But what does that mean? People that know Christ, they know what's right, they know what they should be doing, but they're not doing it. They have the truth of God in their heart. The Holy Spirit is eating them up from the inside out, and they're living wrong, and they know it. Those are some of the most miserable people on earth. 
Don't be one of those people. Stay with Jesus. But realize, and this is where we left off yesterday, here are some warnings about staying with Jesus. You might have to leave behind some family and friends. Luke 14, verse number 25 says this, And there went great multitudes with him. And he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, lest haply, after he hath laid the foundation, is not able to finish it, all that behold it began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king? Going to war, uh, to make war against another king, sitteth not down first, and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassador, or an ambassador and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, and here's, here's the summing up of the previous eight or nine verses. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. You might have to leave some things behind to stay with Christ. What is it in your life that if it became a choice between that and God would make you leave God? Because it sounds like if there is anything on the other side of the scales that you'd say, yeah, that would make me leave God, then you're putting too much value on that thing. Because Jesus says, forsake all and follow me. You might have to leave behind some family and friends. You might have to leave behind some sin. Don't misunderstand me here, please. God does not require you to give up your sin to come to him, but you will be convicted about it afterwards. I was talking to a man just recently. For sake of time, I'll make this short. I was talking to a man recently, and he said, I was presenting the gospel to him. I just preached a gospel message. He raised his hand, acknowledging his need for a Savior. I was talking to him after the service during the invitation time. I said, won't you get saved? He said, I've got to clean some things up first. I said, friend, no, 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 no. You can come to Christ just as you are, but understand if you come to him, he will change you. You'll have to leave behind some sin. Romans 6, 1 and 2 says this, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Can I tell you, friend, whatever you're placing, whatever sin, whatever besetting sin, whatever pet sin you have that you're placing that is so valuable to you that keeps you from staying with God, it's not worth it. You know, think about this. You've seen those pictures, those depiction of the person, the, the one called Atlas, a figure from Greek mythology that holds the world on his shoulders. You know what I'm talking about? That man crouched under the weight of the world. You can, if you so choose, you can live like that. Your, your family, your friends, finances, your failures, failures, all the rest. You know better than I what you face. Or you can start with the one, the master, the one they wrote a little kid's song about. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. In his hands. Why don't you turn over that burden, that weight 
to him. Let him take the burden and stay with him. Start with Jesus. You want happiness? You want joy? Start with Jesus. You want happiness? You want joy? Pursuing it? Stay with Jesus. But what else? If you're tired of the world's brand of quote-unquote happiness, you're willing to try to pursue joy God's way, then you'll need to as well surrender to Jesus. Now, the word surrender and yield, maybe in another time we'll talk about the difference between surrender and yield. Uh, the word surrender, it's a good word. I'd rather use the word yield, but for sake of alliteration, will you forgive me, all right? I want you to surrender. What I want you to do is this. Stop fighting Jesus. Yielding to Christ, surrendering to Christ, it, what that does is it ends a conflict. You cannot have a conflict and be happy at the same time. It sounds so simple to say, but do you internalize that? You can't be at odds with the God of the universe and be happy at the same time. Do you think about that? You can't live the way that you may be living right now and be happy with God. So the question is, do you want to be happy or do you want to keep living life on your own terms? It's truly amazing how hard we will work just to not give in to Christ. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Think about that, though. I beseech you, Paul says, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. What's going to happen? You'll be transformed. If we would work that hard, work as hard as we do for ourselves, if we, if we would work that hard for him, the world might be one. General William Booth of the Salvation Army was once asked to reveal the secret of his success. After some hesitation, tears came to his eyes and he said this, I will tell you the secret. God has had all there was of me. There have been men with greater brains than I have, men with greater opportunities. But from the day that I got the poor of London on my heart and caught a vision of what Jesus could do with them, on that day I made up my mind that God should have all of William Booth there was. It was this which led Dr. J. Wilbur Chapman, the questioner, who, the man who asked that question, to remark, I learned from William Booth that the greatness of a man's power is the measure of his surrender. When was it that you actually surrendered to God? I think of uh, June 6th, 1944. That's called D-Day. That's how we know that day. Uh, those beaches were stormed. I, I still recall them by memory, actually. I, I've read many historical books about D-Day and, and Easy Company and the mass of hundreds of thousands, the people that stormed that beach heroically to release a continent from the clutches of Nazism. Gold, Sword, Juno, Juno, Omaha, and Utah, those beaches, those code names for the beaches. June 6, 1944. But you realize surrender by the Germans by the Nazis, I should say, didn't happen until May 8th of 1945, almost a full year later. How crazy is that? It took them that long, the combined might of the world, really. You can fight as long as you'd like. It doesn't get easier, though. It does not get easier. 
My question is, when will you start to surrender? Well, we should back up. When will you start with God? When will you start with Jesus? Will you then stay with Jesus? If, you, if you've never gotten saved, we need to correct that first. Well, you need to accept Christ as your Savior. But then you need to stay with him. You need to surrender to him. You want happiness this Easter? Do you want to walk into church and actually enjoy the experience? I hope it's not the first time since Christmas that you darken the church door. But can I tell you, even if it is, can I tell you, you can walk in with real joy. If you'll start with Jesus, if you'll stay with Jesus, if you'll surrender to Jesus. Have a great Resurrection Sunday. I truly pray that you have a phenomenal time, hopefully with family and friends, hopefully in a good local church. Have a good meal, but remember our risen Savior. Have a great day for his glory. And as always, my prayer is that God will bless you and yours. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him. <music>